The views and opinions expressed by the guests on this podcast are that of their own. In no way, shape, or form do they reflect the official policy or position of the Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack. Send it into the Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack, a commercial diving podcast for divers by divers. Episode number four, The Adventures of Pooh Bear. We will be speaking with Tim McCoy, a 20-year diver with inland and offshore experience. We will be talking about life as a diver in Southern California and what to expect. And also, we'll be sharing some insight on the music scene growing up in Long Beach. Make sure to like and follow on Instagram at Bottom Dwellers DS. Facebook page, Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack. We appreciate your support. Stand by. We're going to make it hot. All right, man. Well, welcome to the Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack. I'm your host, Armando, uh, LB Diver. And uh, today we got uh, Tim McCoy up in the Dive Shack. What's up, Tim? What's happening, Armando? Hey, so, uh, so your, your other handles, we're, we're talking, the ladies know you by what? By Pooh Bear? Is, is that correct? <laughs> depends on which, depend, yeah, I guess. Uh, a lot of other people do too. It's just one of those nicknames that kind of was born when I was a tender. Nice. I got it, got How'd it you from, get that one? You know, it was kind of weird, man. Um, I got it from this guy named Gene Higginbottom. Just to call him Bongo. Yeah. He just started calling me Pooh Bear. It was me and this other guy. was The other the other tenor on the shift was kind of like this, had this crazy kind of strength, you know? I, I, you know, the retard strength. <laughs> he could just pick up Odom weights with like like eight well, Odom weights on the bottom of a downline with one arm, you know? And you're just like, Jesus, this guy. So they called him Sweet Pea. And then I guess uh, I was just, I was pretty mellow going. They would, you know, try to, tease everybody and everybody get fired up and worked out get pissed off and so they nicknames would stick you know like mm-hmm. like noodles or or dumb you know stupid names but nothing would kind of bum me out so they just were like this guy's like winning the poo so poo bear just stuck when yeah. they just then people were like well is it because you look like winnie the poo and i was like well <laughs> possibly <laughs> That's too funny, but yeah, man, I'm I'm glad that you're able to come on. Uh, before we get started, let's uh, let's take a swig of beer. So we got a uh, we got the gin and juice IPA. We're doing the beer review like now, the beer reaction now at the beginning to get us started. And the reason why I do it normally, Tim, we normally do like a shot at the very beginning of the podcast. But this is a heavy beer, so I don't know if I could be taking shots and drinking a couple of these gin and juice ones. It's called gin and juice from Steady Brewing. It's a eight percent ABV. It's a hazy IPA, so it's a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty heavy, small, but very powerful. So here it is. Beautiful color, nice and nice and haze. Let's get some yeah. of that head action. Head action. Oh, that's nice. Cheers. Oh man, that is dank. That's juicy. <clears throat> <laughs> It's really cool when you get the sunlight going through the glass. So we're going to be talking a lot about Long Beach today, man. So it's definitely one of my favorite subjects. 
That's where I'm from. That is a tasty beer. It almost tastes like honey, you know, real sweet and gentle on the tongue. That's supposed to be 8% alcohol. Trying to keep this, uh, all the puns down. You're going to have to like, keep trying not to feed me. (laughs) (laughs) I just made a Pooh Bear reference, didn't I? (laughs) Honey on the tongue. (laughs) Just make sure we don't have to push you through any holes because I don't know. My back's a little sore. You know, I lost a lot of weight already, though. I know you did, man. You're like all trimmed down, more trimmed than I am now. I gained a lot of weight. I don't know if you noticed when I dropped off those beers. Yeah, I mean, what was I going to say? Dang, Mondo. (laughs) Well, another. Want to go get some burgers, dog? (laughs) Let's get some. uh, Let's get some of your beginnings, dude. What? uh, You've been diving for how long now? It's it's been a while, right? I don't even know the math really anymore. Yeah, math sucks. I mean, uh, there's a certain point where it's just, it doesn't even matter anymore, right? <laughs> so what year are we in? 2020? 2020, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I got in in 2001, 2002. So I'm coming on my 20 years here. Yeah. Heck yeah. I, I went to the College of Oceaneering. Nice. So... I'm not too, too far behind you, but because I see, I, I graduated from school in 07, started diving in 05, you know, just, uh, without the card, of course, you know, just doing like scuba, scuba work and stuff like that, you know, but, um, working for Ecomar. No, no, I was out in Florida where it was all wild, wild west cowboy or wild east cowboy country type of stuff. It's probably why you're still alive. But, uh, but it was a blast though. You know, it was fun, fun going through school out in the East. So, um, I don't want to talk about like any kind of school stuff or anything like that. You know, we've kind of beaten yeah. that horse to death already. I shot it with a machine gun by now, but, uh, it's definitely something that's going to keep under other yeah. shows. Yeah. Hey, it's definitely something that's going to keep coming up though, you know, in the future, because I, I mean, it's just that well, from I mean, what I've been hearing, it's that it seems like oceaneering was like the last, you know, great dive school. But we're not talking about school today because school's out. We're on vacation. Right. That's been (laughs) so long ago. Yeah, man. So I bumped into you at Global Diving. What's the first? uh, Because you spent some time in the Gulf too, right? Yeah, a long time. Yeah. Who'd you work for out there? Probably most of my career. Uh, I started off when I left dive school. I started off with Epic down in uh, the West Bank of New Orleans. And that's where I started. I uh, I was going to drive out there, but my Volkswagen bus broke down. <laughs> I hadn't even got out of California. And I got it towed back home, and I gave it to my buddy, and I just bought a uh, a plane ticket, a one-way ticket to New Orleans with a, with a fucking suitcase. I didn't even know what to bring with me. One-way and, ticket, just like, yeah, I'm ready to yeah. start this thing. I didn't have any. I had one friend down there that I knew from dive school, and he's all, yeah, call me when you get here. And sure, shit. You know, when I get there, he got and called out that night and left. <laughs> so I didn't have anywhere to go. And I just took a cab to um, Epic's yard off of uh, Enterprise and Lapalco, I think. And uh, and I was going to just sleep there on my suitcase and just kind of hope that something happened. And, and it was kind of weird because something did. This job came in uh, late at night. I was just kind of bundled up. It was cold. as It was raining. I was just kind of hanging out in this 
crew van shows up and these guys all get out and they're looking at me and you know, all the older guys are just like, what an idiot, you know, like, bum. And they walk off and this, you know, this one of the tenders looks over and he sees me. He's like, Hey man, are you, you trying to get a job here? I'm like, yeah. He's like, this isn't the time to be here. And it'd be here during business hours. I was like, yeah, I know. I was just going to wait till tomorrow morning. And he's like, well, you come back to my house. So he, he took me, got me drunk. Gave me a, got me a hurricane, you know, one of those, uh, uh, daiquiris yeah, and gave, gave me a place to stay. And he took me to work the next morning and I got, and they hired me. I got hired right then and there. <laughs> That's amazing. So you were just straight side of the it. building huddled up. Yeah. And I, I think I worked in the shop like two days and then they had like some small mud hole job go out and I helped put it together. And then they're like, you want to go? And I was like, yeah. And then it began. And then I came back and then I went out on the horizon barges, like the, I was got the Pecos, the American, the Pacific, you know, all those horizon barges doing the pipe pulling and pipeline and, and abandonment stuff. I mean, it was, it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Was so cool how too. was it like living out there, man? Cause you're coming from, you're coming from Long Beach. You were pretty much born and raised here too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So born and raised Long Beach bread, you know, LBC, and then you move all the way down to Louisiana. You said you took a one-way ticket and said, I'm, I'm starting my dive adventure. You know, I'm going to go, go do it, you know, go after it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had to, I just, like, was knew. it kind of shocking at first, like the culture wise and all that, or for sure. I mean, you know, anytime you go to a new place like that, you know, there's going to be a little culture shock. I wasn't, I wasn't really used to the, uh, the language barrier, man. It was a trip. I wasn't used to some of the, the slang, you know, I mm-hmm. thought I was pretty hip to, to slang, but I didn't know, I didn't know anything really to, to get along down there, but I picked it up pretty quick. It was kind of reminded me like of a Hawaiian pigeon. Right. You know I mean, like, it was, it was kind of cool. And then I don't know. I'm, I, I'm pretty mellow, easy going guy. I drink a lot. So it's easy to get along with people down yeah, there. It's like the, it's like the universal language, right? Hey, hey you want a beer? You're like, yeah, I go off. Oh, this is my new brother over here. Yeah. And then you eat some crawfish with him and geez, they'll, they hand you cousin or something beers and don't be an a-hole that's pretty the, much that's, like, that's kind of like the life right there wherever you go like mm-hmm. my brother travels a lot for work and yeah he's kind of a jerk so he doesn't get along with people he goes <laughs> to jail a lot and i've had to bail him out a couple times in russia no, i'm kidding he's actually he's a pretty yeah, nice he's like guy. right there listening to you too yeah he is he is because he's in town for thanksgiving but that's i mean that's what he that he normally does like <laughs> he was telling me he went to china and he China. Yeah, he was hanging out with these Chinese businessmen. He was like in the inner provinces and they were trying to get him drunk. Well, my brother's a pretty big guy, you know, where Wes McCoy's are pretty stout individuals. And these are like these three little Chinese businessmen. They're trying to get him drunk till he passes out. Well, there he says he looks around at the table and there's like these three little guys are passed out and he's just sitting there going, How do I get to a hotel? Oh, geez, that's hilarious. But moving there, and I already kind of knew what to expect. I'd I played a I played in a punk band here in Long Beach when I was younger, and we went on tour and we went through there, and that was the first time I'd been to Louisiana. I never thought I was going to go back, and so I kind of already knew what to expect. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I already knew it was it was a pretty wild place. I already knew that that I was going to get in a lot of trouble, and I did a lot of fun trouble, a lot of um, a lot of bad trouble. Um, you know, I was there for Katrina, so. 
There was a, there was a lot of stuff going on there. It was pretty gnarly. Mm-hmm. A lot of, a lot of bad memories, but you know what? New Orleans was fun though. I had some of the best food. I know, I know that uh, I've had some family relatives. I say, Hey, you know, I'm going to New Orleans on, on business or vacation or whatever. Do you recommend anything? And, you know, beyond like saying, you know, Cafe Dumont obviously is fucking, sorry, uh, is, is just great, great coffee, great pastry, great place to go, great food. Um, there was a, a burger joint that I tell all my friends to go to called Port of Call. And I remember sending my brother there. That was good. And, and he was like, yeah, he got there. There was a line around the corner and sat down to eat. And he was like, shit, I understand. You know, it was, it was one really good burger. You know, because it, it really is. They have great burgers there. But, you know, you find little you find little gems like that. Just like in the port. Just like in Wilmington. There's little gems like, you know, the, the fish market, San Pedro Fish Market or or Isaac's. You know, little little gems that nobody knows about. You just have to be in that area to, to kind of know. Like, like the burger barge. Oh, yeah. The darn chowder barge. The chowder barge. Funny. Uh, I, I was uh, just I was just there like like two weeks ago with my buddy to have to have just a uh, I got a burger and and a couple of micheladas. Yeah, we got this place. Uh, got this place in the port of L.A. It's like tucked away in the back, you know, near a bunch of scallywag piers, you know. Um, but they're they're famous for their. Uh, it's, it's called a chowder barge. Have you had a chowder burger yet? Yeah, that's the place I was yeah. just talking about. Yeah, exactly. It's it's the they same. Put- the same place, but I'm saying though that's kind of their take chowder. on a hamburger. It's a right. chowder burger. Yeah, it's it's chowder it's, in the uh, burger. I, I've stuff. had it before. It's pretty. You got to be you got to be ready for that burger. Yeah, but you find like weird stuff like that, you know. Their clam chowder is already full of fat and mm-hmm. potatoes and good stuff. So, add cheeseburger, you're just dude. Yeah, no, no good. Not if you're trying to stay fit, stay in, stay in your wetsuit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, mine keeps shrinking. I yeah, think it's because I leave it outside in the sun. That's what I- <laughs> <laughs> it's always shrinks too when the cold from winter, you know, like right after Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> every, every year. Yeah, it's funny how it doesn't fit on Monday, but by the time Wednesday rolls around, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Well, I popped the Miller light open. I already finished that uh, gin and juice. That was pretty good. Yeah, I got like a little bit left. So that's your old stand behind Miller Lite. Yeah, yeah, Miller Lights. I love that beer. Um, love Miller Lights, and uh, it's like my easy drinking stuff, you know. But yeah, dude. So, uh, what instrument do you play? I play the drums. Play the drums. What kind of bands have you played in before? And when did you start? I started when I was a freshman in high school. Oh, nice, um, dude. That was about the time I started playing guitar. Yeah, I just met up. I was on the Wilson Drum Corps. And um, met up with a bunch of dudes, and we just decided to start up. You know, we were really into Fishbone and mm-hmm. yeah, bands like Weapon of Choice, and you know, Primus, and all the good bands from around that time. And we we kind of started this, uh, this ska punk metal band called Euthanasia, and um, you know, we played all over. We had a good time. There was such was- good music going through Long Beach around our time. There was, there was a lot of venues. There was all these really cool yeah. places to play. People were coming from all over. Like I, I remember going to this reggae, this like a, 
reggae shop place called natural mystic. And it was like on orange and Broadway, you know, where that Seven Eleven is. Mm-hmm. And there was, there was a, uh, a coffee shop next door. And we were there. I forgot why we were, we were just hanging out. And then we heard some music playing and went next door. And this kid that played guitar with me and my buddy, Terry Kennedy, he, uh, he's like, Oh yeah. And HR is in my mom's restaurant right now. Do you guys want to go over there and jam? Or like, yeah. Oh, that's sick. So we go over there and got to jam out with HR for like three, four hours. Dude. He just wow. Got into this trance and we went after it. It was pretty cool. I was like 16. Yeah, growing up in Long Beach was fun. We had, we had parties at my house. Um, I remember uh, we had hundreds of people in the backyard at Sublime playing. And uh, I mean, that was just like a normal thing. I know. Yeah. And that was sick because the funny thing is that me growing up, I, I get my hand on these home videotapes, you know, of uh, <clears throat> it was probably one of your parties of, of Sublime playing in like backyards and stuff. And that was like coveted, you know, oh, did you get the sublime tape from the house party in Lakewood? Like, yeah, you know, I saw it, you know, and oh, passed dude, it around amongst was, ourselves, you know, yeah, was that, was, uh, that was, that was normal. Yeah. It was like, uh, like that beginning of a couple like that, what's that, uh, bad fish where you can hear the people talking at the party and they're like, tell Todd to turn the radio up. And then you can hear somebody go, Hey man, what's up? That's my buddy, Tommy. <laughs> Right, so, that's cool. He's all because you can hear him, tell Todd to turn the radio up. And he's all, hey, bro, and all he's like, hey, man, what's up? <laughs> that's, that's Tom, you know. So it's kind of like it's funny because when we went to travel, we went on tour, and everybody was like, oh, you're from Long Beach, and you guys know the guys from Sublime. You're like, yeah, of course, but we were younger than they were. We were obviously we're best friends or anything, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. To everybody else, to everybody else in the world, you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, those guys played in my backyard, and it's like, holy shit, they did. And you're like, yeah, me and 500 other people, <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, like, that was Long Beach back then. Well, I was used to be when people thought of Long Beach, they're like, oh yeah, there's always some kind of venue going on for music. You know, there was even, I mean, even on the mainstream. You know, every year we had the Bob Day. You know, and that was like something that I did for several years. I, I know that was always like a thing to do was was to try to get in there for free. And not not pay, and there was always a way. Mm-hmm. Every year, found a new niche of of what to do, a new fence, a new guy to bribe. You know, or some some you know. Every year, that was like a thing to go after, and it was the lineups were insane. You know, you're you're, you're looking at Gregory Isaacs and Steel Pulse and Burning Spear and Natural yep. uh, Israel Vibration, and I saw freaking uh, Bob Dylan there down at the same arena in Long Beach. I mean, this Long Beach. This was a great place to, to, to see a show. Big names had come through there. Kind of miss like quarantine being the way it is. Yeah. You could always go to Hollywood to go check something out. Like somebody was always playing every night, even if it was one of those pay to play bands, it was still worth to go out there to see these young guys like kicking ass, you know, like trying to make it. Yeah. Definitely. It was pretty fun growing up in Long Beach around that time. And then at some point though, you got to grow up, you know? So, so what happened with the, uh, with the <laughs> band, you guys just broke up and went to dive school or what? No, um, we broke up. The singer he kept on. He he went. He was going to UCLA. I quit. I joined the Navy. Everybody kind of split. Went their own ways. And, um, and then when I got home, I just got into you know working in construction and just trying to make a living. wasn't even thinking about playing music. 
and didn't really start playing again till probably like 15 years ago. You know, and it, and just not really playing like hard. Just I just bought another set for myself and started mm-hmm. getting back into the groove. Yeah, this is hard to, you know, you can't really. You have to base like I, I couldn't be a diver and play music, try to play music professionally because I'd have to go tour. Yeah, no, you know what I mean? I'd be able to make any you, money. I'd be and broke. It's even tough to get good and have a hobby when you're, you know, in the business because you have yeah. to be able to pick up without a whim. And that was one of the tough parts when I was diving in Florida. I was still young. I was still, still had that creative juices going, you know, still wanted to play as much as I can. But once I started diving, it's like it was hard to stay in a band and keep a band. Just because, you know, you can't book shows, you know, I, I mean, you can, but if you have to pick up and leave, you're going to miss the show. The, the, the part is, and this is the shitty part about a diver, is that you could plan for, you could plan everything, plan weddings, you can plan freaking vacations and all that. And guess what happens? They're going to call yep. a week before or two days before that happens. And your dumbass is going to be like, you're going to look at your wife and go, we got, I'm sorry, I got to go to work. Mm-hmm. And she's going to be like, what the hell? Or you tell your boss, I can't go. And then you kind of get on the shit list. Yeah. You know, that's your, it's, it's such a hard, such a hard life to try to squeeze in a family life, be a dad, be a father, be a friend, and then still be the guy that they want to call for work. You got to like pick one almost. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I mean, it's, it's being, it's being serious. You know, you got a lot of the, it's tough. That's why it's a lot tough of to guys have a life. That harbor job, but the harbor that harbor job, you know, with the city. But at the same time, you look at it, you're like, but do you really, you know what I mean? I kind of like the freedom of having, you know, working for four weeks, making a ton of money, and then not having to do anything for a couple of weeks. Right. I kind of, I kind of love that, you know. Or oh, you, I know. You know, afford it, so you just kind of hang out. I mean, you it's the the best feeling is coming off of a big job where you've made like a ton of money. And, uh, you can take off a month to have, to have that feeling, knowing that, Hey, I can take this whole month off any other money that I make this month. That's all extra. Right. You know, but is it really extra though? That's the thing, because then you could be off for another couple months, you know, who knows? Dude, but, if, there was, if there was such thing as, if, as extra money, where the fuck have I been hiding it? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what I want to know right now. First and foremost, <laughs> where have I been hiding this extra money? Cause there's like the dive business is kind of fickle, you know, well, not kind of fickle. It is. It is. Um, there's a, it's super busy. So when you make a ton of, ton of money, you want to buy something or spend, spend it, you know, you're not thinking of saving up, but the yeah. guys that have been in it for a while, they know that times can get lean. So we sock away. Well, you hope we do. Yeah. That doesn't always usually work out. Right. Well, How many times have you seen a like a new diver roll up to the job site and a brand spank a new truck because he he got to dive for a week? All you the know? time. All the but time. It's never, but it's never me. You got me all worked up over those IPAs. Now I gotta. Oh, I know. It was good. I still got this other one too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna drink, but uh, I I don't even know where I'm going with that. I don't either. It's cool though. Yeah. That's probably why you incorporated the the drinking with the podcast so you can kind of like go off subject and not feel bad about it. Right, yeah. Dude, we, didn't, we didn't even talk about that, man. I got story. I got sea stories. We'll have to do this another time. No, do it now. Oh Jesus! Oh, what do you want to hear? I don't know. What, what kind of sea stories are you talking about? Uh, I mean, just fun stuff. Ugh. All right. 
I mean, I haven't been. There's a bunch of times where you've almost been that I've almost bought it. All right. All right. Sweet. I don't talk about that too many times because then you don't, you don't want to feel like you're bragging about it. I I have kind of like a feeling about that. Like with, with stories about with like near drowning, like that bad things that happen in the water. Like, like I'll talk about like times where we're, we're on the Billy pew. Okay. Like we're, we're using the deck crane from the back of our four point down the golf. Right. And, and Caesar picking up and there's a couple guys, me and two other dudes left over on the platform and we can't swing over. Cause we already knocked, we already gave them back the two stern lines that were on the, on the platform. And so they're like, all right, we're going to send you the Billy pew. <laughs> and there's nowhere to go because the Billy pew and the crane wouldn't reach the top of the, platform the little satellite right and so there's no other landing to go on and so they have to like try to go underneath the cellar deck and then onto the boat landing with the crane to get us on a billy pew and no like up and down on the stick dude it just has to go left and right or booming in like that right because they had to flat stick to get us so we get on the billy pew we're like come up let's go and we somebody made the like started Somebody said, come up on it. And like the, one of the tenders on the deck, you know, fucking all, all eager beaver throws his hand up and he's like, okay. <laughs> so the crane operator, obviously not thinking like started, Oh, what the fuck boomed up or some shit. He slammed the crane against the cellar deck and we shock loaded. And then all of a sudden we started swinging and it started off pretty slow. Right where we're just kind of like going back and forth and we're like, okay, we're looking at each other like, this isn't so bad. And then all of a sudden we're like picking up momentum, like we're sideways. We go around and then we're sideways. And then we're like, we're almost upside down. And we got like almost upside down. And he finally dumped us in the water. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was one. Here's the, that's one that's kind of funny. I mean, um, the ones that you don't see, I don't know enough about them, you know, to, to speak on. That's why I don't, I don't talk about what happened last year. Had JC on JC talked to, he didn't talk about, about what happened to, uh, the, uh, diver was diver's name again. It was, uh, Terrence Terrence. Yeah. So JC didn't, didn't really talk about it, but he talked about how it was like getting into the water after that happened, that he was kind of like, you know, super hypersensitive and super hyper aware, you know, well, you know, that one year that I was there, I, had, I was having problems with my memory because I, you know, I had drinking problems and that problem I got hit over the head. So, yeah, that coming sucked, back, man. I remember you saying that. That was a hard job coming back to learning. You know, I had to learn how to walk again mm-hmm. and trying to retain memory for, you know, having a head injury. And that's, that's what's kind of weird about me is like the beginning of my career up to, you know, like up to like four years ago was you know i was uh, on all the biggest jobs and doing like, a lot of the hardest work but now after suffering a head injury and having some 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 memory problems not not uh, not that i have memory problems but sometimes i have problems retaining every thing mm-hmm. not like I, like when you're young you, you remember everything oh, I, yeah. I so i mean but going back out there you know with in that capacity for me it was really hard Cause I was, I mentally, I was not in the right shape and then physically I wasn't either. Cause you know, I had, I had been off work and you know, when you have like a, when you get an injury or something like that and you're on disability, I'm not saying that a lot of people do, but some people 
like I did. I was just like, fuck it. This is just an excuse for me to just drink as much as I can. And so I kind of, you know, I kind of fell into a depression. Mm-hmm. And then that was my first really big job back. So I hadn't really worked with a bunch of people and then working with people that I didn't know. <laughs> was it, you know, it was kind of like, damn. And then, you know, I was drinking every night because I was still, you know, did, um, you know, just being that guy. You know, you kind of kind of go in these little phases where yeah. you don't drink and then you do and then you don't and you do. It's kind of like a rough one. It's like the story of a lot of divers, I think. Mm-hmm. We do things, we push things pretty hard and we kind of do that with our relationships and drinking as well. So we, we're kind of like, we throw ourselves like fully into everything that we do and that sucks sometimes for our relationships because a lot mm-hmm. of women are like, holy shit, what the fuck? And then with drinking because it's like, you're, you're just, you're killing yourself, you know? Yeah. But with diving, that, well, six days, a week out, six days a week out there and what, 11 hour days, it takes its toll, man. You start getting, you, you know, you, you mentally get fatigued, mm-hmm. you know, two and a half months of that stuff. I was ready. I was gone. I was ready to just not ever come back. So, so what happened with the, uh, with the injury you had? Like, what was the story behind that? You said you got hit with a pipe or something? I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. I just was... Something something, had, something happened. I don't even know how it all went down. There was a lot of memory loss, but it was just found in my car with a, my head was bleeding. And it, was, um, it just happened to be the coldest night of the year. It was uh, in December, right after... No, it was right before Christmas. And... Um, they just they found me in my car convulsing and since it was since it was so cold it had slowed my heart rate down and I didn't bleed out and die. So I was pretty lucky. Yeah. And was that here in uh Long Beach or was that somewhere else? Yeah, that's here in Long Beach. And that's the other thing about Long Beach too, man, is is you don't know like I don't even know who did that to me. So everywhere I go, I'm like always looking over my shoulder like what the Yeah. But that's Long Beach, you know, like Sometimes you, the thing that I think about it is like, if it was somebody that had a beef with me, it kind of bums me out that, you know, they had to hit me from behind. Cause that just means whoever it is, is obviously a bitch cause they didn't want to come and hit me face to face, but it is what it is. I'm sure mm-hmm. I got, or I got somebody out there that doesn't like me. It's not you, Armando. No, no, it's not me, but I, but I understand, you know, how something like that could happen. I know I ended up getting into, getting into a scuffle at, uh, at Fender's over there with a Nazi and end up getting my eye broken. But, uh, no, it's just really weird. Like one time you're, you know, one moment you're having a great time and then the ugly side comes out, you know, I'm telling you, dude, like Long that's, Beach, dude. that's, what's crazy about Long Beach, man. you like, look what happened to Tossie. You know, there's just, just things. There's just things. There's beefs. There's people that have anger. There's motherfuckers that get jealous and shit. it's just, it's rough. You know, what's crazy in the dive game too. There's a bunch of divers here in Long Beach. <laughs> And there's there's jealousies among those people too, dudes that work and guys that don't, and and you know it's just it's all ego crap, man. Yeah, and that's a and that's a that's <clears throat> that was one of the toughest parts to navigate. You know, I can speak this way because I'm not in the game anymore. You know, but uh, it kind of is like a game though, right? I mean, there's just it's, it's like the game of Thrones. It's like the game of divers, you know, in uh in SoCal. Because the work is so scarce, it's like you're fighting for every little scrap and some dudes are trying to, you know, try to get every dive and stab each other in the back and stuff. And it's so weird, right? It's like a political game, too. 
It is, you know, there's the union works kind of hard because it's, it's a little bit more like bro, bro status. You know what I mean? Like who do you, okay. So it's like, who do you like? And that'll be who you want on your team. You know what I mean? It's not like who's available or who's good for it. It's just who do you like? And that's what you get. And so sometimes you get on it and sometimes you don't. And that's, yeah. that's the problem about being somebody like you or me, like, you know, me, I speak my mind. So you're not always the most popular person around the, the f-ing table, you know, because you never know what he's going to say. <laughs> I mean, there's, but don't get me wrong though. Like there's been certain jobs where it's like when, when you do have input on who to get for the crew, you are going to want guys that you get along with. You are going to want your friends on that crew, you know? Um, oh, of course. Of course. Some of the jobs that we do, it's not like you have to be the best diver, right? I mean, sometimes, you know, you kind of just want to work with guys that you get along with. Right. You know, but, but there's a fine line between being a kiss ass and being likable, right? Mm. Well, we're going there. We're going there. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the kiss ass guy, the problem with being the kiss ass guy is that, yeah, he's, he's kind of like the dude that gets put in the friend zone with the hot chick. You know what I mean? It's like, she'll hang out with you. You get to do, you'll get, you might even get to see her naked, but you don't get to touch her. And she'll tell you all sorts of crazy stories. But when it really comes down to it, you ain't going there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But can you, can you help me get ready for this big date with the guy I really like? You know what I mean? And you're just like, yeah, I'll, I'll go in and do some shop work. <laughs> I'll, I'll move that job or I'll demove it for you. You know what I mean? Like the friend zone guy. You're the I think we're talking the about the same people that we're thinking of too. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And so there you are. Oh, yeah. And then there you, and it dude, it happens to me too. So, I mean, you know, I, I, I piss people off on the regular, but I don't mean to, it just happens. Yeah. No, you know, and I'm notorious for sticking my foot in my mouth, like not trying to. Is so. that why you encourage the drinking for this podcast? Yeah, I think that's probably why. Yeah. To lubricate it to get the truth, you know. Basically. Yeah, yeah, we gotta get the truth out. Just it's, right. it's a soap opera show that I'm doing now. Screw all the Dude, other technical diving, stuff. Diving's a soap opera, though. It's yeah. like, like even on the job, it's a soap opera because once you once you find out what's going on with the phone calls that that you're always seeing happening, it's like. No, they really are talking about you. And they, they really are talking about what you just messed up or or did well. You know what I mean? They they really are. So you know that little that little inkling you had in the back of your, your head, like, are they talking about me right now? Yes, motherfucker, they are. They are. And they're judging you on a scale of one to ten on how your last dive went. So in two days' time when they're like, we're cutting the crew back. And we don't need you for the rest part of this job. You know why? Or when you get to stay for the rest of the job, you know why? You know it's it's funny. It's it's almost like it's almost like the Miss America pageant, but for way less money and less and less and less prestige. <laughs> I thought it was more like the housewives shows. <laughs> you know what I need? I need a I need a, a a maid to come clean my house, but do it for golf wages. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay her 10 bucks an hour. You know how much it costs to get them to come to your house to do anything? It's no, like how much? Around, it's like 180 bucks, man. 100 what? Yeah, dude, it's insane. 
You can't even get like any Mexicans anymore, huh? It's crazy. They probably are, but they're like they they up their rates. That's right. Molly made. They got it made in the shade. Oh, I know. Made a killing. I know, and I'm I'm like sitting here telling myself, well, just clean your own house. And I was like, yeah, but you know, they'll bring like four of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they'll really get into it. <laughs> but you know what's funny? That's those that kind of talk and those ideas right there. That's what happens when you start diving, making like, you know, a little bit of money and things are good for like a month or two. I also got a maid, you know, I end up getting a maid for a uh, for I've got a full capable housewife here, but I end up getting her a maid for like a couple months when times were were fat. You know, I'm are, like, yeah, you, sure, what the hell? Get you're, almost looking over your, you're almost looking over your shoulder while you're saying this. Like, I'm, what are you talking? I'm half expecting a chocolate <laughs> flying across the screen. <laughs> right? I, have to, I have to peek every so often. <laughs> I get stabbed in the kidney or something. <laughs> I got two of them, so I mean. In other news, a Long Beach man was stabbed repeatedly while doing a podcast. <laughs> uh, I, you know what? I'll tell you, I do miss, I, I do miss being married sometimes. Times and and then ninety nine percent of the other time I don't. So I'm like, <laughs> oh boy, yeah, yeah. Uh, you you got one last good one that you can give? Good sea story. It's kind of gross. I tell this one a lot because it's just the one that popped into my head. But I was like on platform Irene cleaning this inside of this boat landing, and there's always these big sea lions. You know the swimming around because they like to live on you know the plus 10 of the, of the boat landing and plus 10 on the platform you know so and so so, so this is like back right out in the, the gulf huh no this is out here uh, oh irene you said my bad my bad. irene platform irene yeah, yeah, so I'm, yeah. Like, I'm inside of this boat and just going after it and i'm like hanging on i'm hogged in you know i got my my harness on and my ascender and i'm like hogged into this this member and i'm just kind of leaning back and i'm kind of leaning back out into the water and this sea lion just kind of goes right over me and he takes a shit and it's like this whole squid and it's like right above me <laughs> and I'm leaning back and I don't want to pull my body forward cause I'll go right through it. And so I'm like, I'm kind of stuck and this big brown mass of, of a, it was a squid half digested squid and like a bunch of sea lion <laughs> is floating in the water right above I mean, it's like falling towards me. And then out of nowhere, another sea lion comes and eats it. Oh, my God. It swims off. <laughs> and I was just like, and I like matrixed up. Like, right? <laughs> just, I sat there for like a few minutes laughing, thinking about it. And I was laughing like out loud. And I just remember, I think it was Ron Hunter. was like, comes on the radio. He's like, hey, McCoy, what you laughing about? I'm like, I told him the story and he goes, he's like, I'll be right back. I got to go puke. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like, they're beautiful and graceful creatures when you see them in the water. And even when they're lying around, you know, they're, they're really kind of cute. You know, even the big, fat, nasty looking ones. And you see them in the water, they're very graceful. But when I saw that, I was like, you disgusting motherfucker. <laughs> It's like watching a dog eat his own poop. You know, that's so gross. It's just so disgusting. <laughs> so now when I look at them and they give me that little look, like I'm like, <laughs> "You, you <shit." laughs> 
I know what you're capable of, and I know what your kind does. I know what you do. <laughs> That's great. I got a ton more. I just, I'm just yeah. trying. There's so many. I'm just trying to think of ones that are kind of funny too. Like, no, it's okay, man. Um, you know what? Thanks a lot for uh, coming on to this holiday mini episode. I know you got family in town, and so uh, it's, it's a big weekend. You know, you got the uh, you you got to do some cooking, right? What you cooking right now? Um, I got a, got a ribeye roast that um, I'm going to be over at my buddy's house sometime tonight in the middle of the night. <laughs> He's been, he built, he had the smoker built. That'll be an episode in itself right there, bro. I take nice. you over. Dude, the smoker. You know, I love smoking. Yeah. Well, yeah. Me too. You know, I do. Several companies know it too. But um, so <laughs> um, he had this smoker built and it's on the back of a trailer. It's so huge. Anyway, he's going to smoke tonight. He's smoking like 10 turkeys, my rib roast, um, a big old, he's got a big old slab of, of, uh, uh, oh, I don't shoulder and all sorts of other crap, dude. It's, it's insane, dude. He's like a monster smoker. You got to send me a picture of that thing. Right. And we're definitely probably have like a side salad, you know? Oh yeah. Cause you gotta be healthy. You gotta stay healthy. We're going to eat an apple while we watch all this go down. So, Right on, dude. Well, thanks again. I'm, we're going to have you on again, Pooh Bear. For sure. You know, hopefully, uh, hopefully in person after the Corona thing. But if yeah, not, you know, proper, a proper show. Yeah. Or, or, or I can wear a mask. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. But, uh, thanks way. a lot. Have a last, uh, last little swig with me. All right, Mondo. All right, cheers. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Salud. Awesome, man. Well, thanks and freaking uh, hit me up anytime, dude. Let's let's do I this will, again. Brother. All right. I will. Later. Later.